702 Talk at 9 with Gushwal Brooks Let me start with uh, Mr. Rimbervitz How are you doing? I'm good, Gushwal How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can I can Very loud Very clearly I almost said very loudly Because you were a bit loud there for a second eh? <laughs> Sorry <laughs> No, it's it's been forever. You know what? I was your biggest fan back in the day when you and Reedy Clubby still used to do your discussions in the morning. What was it again? The um, uh, Nick, you need to get a better internet line. Eh, I'm losing you there. Are you losing me? Yeah, yeah. Get get the unlimited. I'm sure your neighborhood has has fiber by now. Uh, I hope that you're not using like you know your cell phone or something. Uh, as 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 a, what do you call that thing? Um, as a hotspot. Hot yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, the week that wasn't that was uh, that was uh, that you that that was the the portion that you co-hosted with uh, Riri uh, all those years ago. It was it was really fun. I really missed that. How, how have you been since then? Uh, since then, I've been very well. Um, I think what happened was I had a child, and then and we both had a child, not not together. Okay, okay. Just thanks um, for the clarity. At the same time. Uh-huh. And then she quits and then I quit or the other way around. Um, but I do miss that space and I really miss uh, Reedy as well. No, for sure. Definitely. I think both of you are missed in that particular space. But I think it's only fair that I also say hi to Rob van Feeden. And my one last lingering or biggest lingering memory of Rob van Feeden is that he managed to... Um, to to get Leon Schuster on one of his own uh, in on one of his own tanks. I'm getting feedback from somewhere. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, Rob, how's it? Hi, how are you? Good man. Uh, you managed to prank Leon Schuster in a prank movie by Leon Schuster. I mean, that was quite awesome. Yeah. I got him. I got him. I, I felt like it was my my civic responsibility. Responsibility. It was my. My duty as a South African to get him. I took it very seriously. I felt like I was um, playing for the Springboks. <laughs> That's just a normal person. <laughs> and that was my chance. And I did it for everyone. I did it for you. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. It was absolutely stunning. Um, I mean, you had me going there for a while. I, I really felt for you as, as you were explaining about what you'd been through and how this guy is dog, taking advantage of you. You know your dog at the vet. Uh, you know, wow. <laughs> um, this is my finest performance. No, it was definitely Oscar worthy, and um, yeah, no, really, was he upset with you? Just as a as a, as a final on that, uh, was he actually really upset with you? Because it looked well, like I, it. I nearly gave him a heart attack. He he like he was. I was very lucky that he couldn't actually get his hands on me because he definitely <laughs> wanted to black on me. He would have. <laughs> If he could have got his hands on me, I don't know if I'd be speaking to you right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you have a taste of your own medicine, it's not so nice after all. Not so easy, exactly. So, gents... You know what, uh, you know what, Gashwa? Yeah. Um, Rob wasn't lying when he said he, he did it for everybody. But he actually specifically did it for other comedians like myself as well. <laughs> because I have been acknowledged and complimented many times on my performance on that particular episode. <laughs> what did I miss they here? All look the same, you see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so people would come up to you. <laughs> yes. Now the way you got Schuster, it was amazing. It's great to meet you. Whatever your name is. You are kidding me. How the hell does that happen? 
I never would have in a million years because when you said that, I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself, listen, I know um, I, I, I wasn't in an, a chemically induced state when I watched that particular scene. So how did I miss uh, Nick Rabinovitz in all of that? But okay, I get you now. But so people actually mix you up for Rob van Feeren. That's that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. All yeah, the, I mean, they mix us up for all sorts of people. I'll be going through an airport with a with a with a suitcase, and people will say, "Is uh, is Chester in there? Where's Chester? <laughs> Bring him out." <laughs> I get that a lot. You're kidding me. You as well. Yeah, yeah. If, if I make the mistake of wearing a hat anywhere, then yeah, I'm, then I'm Conrad Koch. You, and people I, are like, "Where's Chester? Where's Chester now?" <laughs> <laughs> that is, he's uh, up my bum there he is it's either that all comedians look the same or as South Africans we we darn racist because basically the implication is that all white comedians look the same um, yeah, I bet maybe. you I bet you've been called John Flismas as well yes <laughs> <laughs> that is the well, funniest thing you, I heard this you I was once called Kurt Skinrot as well so are you kidding me <laughs> Wow! I, 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 what what is it? What is it with comedians and people mistaking you for each other? But um, no, it's not just uh, comedians. I mean, um, I was telling Rob this the other day. I went to Cecilia Forest, uh-huh. and the car guard said to me, um, "Aren't you Jesse Clegg's dad?" Wow! <laughs> wow! I, I I hope that you replied and said uh, that's a bit too soon. Too soon. Too soon. I yeah. mean, not not you, yeah. but him. I mean, gee whiz. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, but, gents, you you got something cool happening now during lockdown. I mean, maybe let's start with you, Nick. Um, how have you been surviving lockdown? Because it's not been the easiest thing. I, I take it that your kids are still pretty young. Uh, do you have any Skype meetings and weird interruptions in the middle of those Skype meetings or uh, Zoom meetings or whatever technology people are using these days? Um, yeah, actually, I, my job is to prevent that happening to my wife because she uh, is practicing <laughs> medicine from the house online. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm the guy, I'm the BBC guy, the guy's wife. I'm the Asian wife that comes <laughs> running Asian. in to grab the baby <laughs> speaking uh, speaking Mandarin. My Mandarin's actually improved dramatically as a result. And <laughs> Which is awesome. Although people might mistake you for the help, of course. You forgot that part. Yeah, I am, I am basically the help. Um, I've been doing very well to answer your question. I've been absolutely thriving. I've been relishing and, uh, and just really celebrating the time, the special time with my kids and the pets. And I, I've just been thoroughly enjoying all the housework and uh, just the repetitive cleaning. And I've just find it meditative. It's kind of been like a mindful exercise, mindfulness, really. The whole thing's just he's been lying. incredible, and I'm so he's blessed, lying. and I feel can grateful I for every tell second. Him, tell you that he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he had me. He he's had lying. me with the repetitive he's been cleaning. In the toilet, guys. Well, you, you look at him online. <laughs> no, you know what? Series where he literally hides in the toilet away from his children. <laughs> no, because I, he had me going with the repetitive cleaning because I found myself uh, much to I think the delight of my wife um, actually enjoying cleaning. Uh, I cleaned the entire house just yesterday. And I find yeah. it therapeutic. It's actually quite fun. I, you I, think he's I, got I, kids, Rob? He sounds like he doesn't have kids. I have yeah, kids, dude. Have... I have three. I'll tell you now. <laughs> the eldest kids. is five. The, his younger brother oh. is four. 
and his baby oh sister God. is two. Okay, I know. Uh, I, I have three why you enjoy the cleaning because you are escaping from doing your parental duties <laughs> and you have a good reason for it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like I, I can't deal with you right now. I still have to clean the floor. Yeah, it's, it's the third time today. Though, so it's not clean enough. <laughs> yep. When you find yourself going, I'm mopping, get away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and yourself, Rob, how have you been coping? What are you up to? No, it's, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. I'm up and down. Is it? One, one second, I'm like completely zen. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm finding out new things about myself. I'm being forced to be innovative and daring. The uh-huh. next second, I just, uh, I can't. I just can't. I want to curl up into a ball and cry. And I don't know. I don't know. From hour to hour, it changes. Uh, it is a bit rough. It's a, it's a major adjustment. I mean, it, uh, I think as long as uh, for the sake of combating COVID, obviously, we need to keep up with the daily showers and baths and whatever else the case is. But for the rest of the time, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty tough going through your usual routine and, and basically being stuck at home, isn't it? Yeah, what I mean, there is no usual routine. It's about trying to find a whole new routine. I and guess. I, I mean, initially, I think that's how we started the podcast initially, Nick and I, mm. is because of, we just went into shock initially and we we just started phoning each other late at night more as an emotional crutch than anything else, just to like check in with each other. Like, how are you, how are you coping? How are you mm. feeling? Mm, mm. How are you dealing with your anxiety? What are you... What are you going to do about work? What do you think? How long do you think? And and we would end up having these really kind of uh, deep and meaningful conversations, but obviously fun at the same time. And we were just kind of leaning on each other as friends, I guess. And then we realized after like a week of that, we were like, we should be recording these conversations and making them into a podcast. And that's how it's kind of grown. And we're now getting guests on... Um, yeah, we kind of keep returning to exactly that question, like, how are you coping? That how is for me quite awesome, actually, because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself that I, I couldn't possibly think. I, I remember, Rob, I think in the beginning of your career, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, uh, you were part of a duo on SABC2, if I'm not mistaken. But, Nick, I've never, I've always seen you as sort of the solo act, you know, the, the, the quintessential stand-up comedian. Obviously, COVID-19... Uh, social distancing, the lockdown, all of those other buzzwords that we use and that my five-year-old absolutely hates lately. Um, though, you know, all of those words um, has, has significantly changed the way your industry operates. And obviously we can get into the nuts and bolts of why it is necessary then to go into something like uh, podcasting and so on and so forth. But what I'm getting at is that I never saw you two, or I couldn't make the immediate connection that, oh, obviously Rob Van Feed and Nick, uh, Nick Rabinovitz getting together. Yeah, we actually, well, Rob, I asked Rob to direct my, my last show. And when I say my last show, <laughs> and um yeah we just we we obviously spent quite a bit of time together around that and then uh we started we started bathing in the waters of dalebrook uh on a regular basis um as as part of our cold water immersion and our conversations have, have just sort of continued from there and so this was sort of a natural progression in terms of I think what's interesting for me in terms of the the lockdown and 
doing things online, particularly with comedy, you don't have an audience mm. uh, to to actually laugh. There's no audience there. And so what as comics we're finding is um, having another person as having a, a conversation, yeah. a dialogue is is really is really where it's at in terms of how we continue to work, basically. So this is an expression of that. Just take, to take a step back there very quickly, Nick, you, you were talking about the cold water immersion. And, and sometimes you think that you're hallucinating or that you're having some, some type of a breakdown, you know, sort of a pre-stroke. But I thought I heard you talking to Azania Masaka about that on a show, about the cold water immersion. And I was thinking to myself, wow, an interesting one. I'd, I'd be happy to let you know I, I tried something similar. I took a swim in the pool uh, a couple of days ago and it was bloody cold. So um, I don't know what it does for you, but, but it did something for me as well. Yeah, well, look, we've got a mutual friend called Andy Davis who would be, he's very derisory about uh, swimming pool or even false bay temperatures. He's a purist, a Wim Hof, a Wim Hof purist. And he would say you've got to be in Komiki or Scarborough at sort of, Eight degrees for the effects really to be felt, wouldn't he, Rob? He oh. would frown upon the swimming pool. <laughs> he would say that. No, I'll he give it a skip, gents. In, in short, I'll give it a skip. I'll give it a skip. But now, Rob, I mean, in your side, um, you know, th- this terrain is it new terrain for you? Have you uh, explored the podcasts uh, space, or uh, is this sort of uh, something that you were always meant to do? Um, you know, I done a, I did an online radio show for about a year and a little while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved listening to podcasts. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So it was kind of a, I suppose just a natural progression. Also, as Nick says, of, of our own friendship and the way in which we, we communicate. Mm. We've obviously known each other for, geez, for nearly 20 years now for however long we've been in the industry for, but obviously working together recently, our friendship kind of cemented and we realized, uh, I suppose, how many very similar points of view we have. And mm, mm. Uh, and and then, yeah, I guess we just started talking to each other and we were like trying to figure out different ways of what we can do in terms of carrying on working and creating content. And we obviously have both been exploring uh, shows on uh, on the internet, whether it's on Insta Live or or uh, uh, you know, there's some th- some uh, 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 Savannah's doing a thing where it's, uh, I think it's a, a, via Zoom, the platform where we're both doing shows on that as well, and exploring different kind of things. And the podcast was, I suppose, just a natural progression of that, or no. Mm. A natural option that we've both spoken about. And just because we'd had those conversations, we were like, you know, we're having these in-depth, really, really kind of uh, honest... And, and I mean, I think I'm going to say that the podcast isn't this... It's not like a comedy podcast. It's that's what I was going to ask, because ultimately, you know, a lot of people, and especially because of your background, that's what people expect. I mean, if I have to tomorrow... Uh, you know, I, I have obviously other aspects of my career. I do other things in my life. And when people yeah. hear about those other things, it almost as if they have a, disassoci- a disassociative breakdown when they hear yeah. that you're supposedly <laughs> doing other stuff. Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Why are you involved yeah. in that? I mean, does that happen yeah, to, to, to the two of you when you say that, listen, we have a podcast? And what does the podcast ultimately sound like? Because the last thing that you want is, is Gersh to tune in and like, I want these guys to be fun. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, don't go there expecting like a jokey joke podcast. We're two 
two like dads who've just uh, who are entertainers who've just lost like every sort like available source of income uh, and who are also like trying to parent their kids with co-parent their kids in, in the face of a global pandemic. So exactly. You know, we're, we're, and it is a very candid conversation about that. And we speak, uh, oddly enough, we speak a lot about our own kind of anxiety and managing uh, depression, I guess, in the, in the face of all of this and, and, and trying to be positive and trying to find, like, navigate our way through this in mm. the most uh, healthy way possible. So... Even though you know, obviously our our personalities come through, and we we both. I was about to say, obviously there are moments where moments of levity where where you laugh and you say something funny, but that's because of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. But it is. It is. It is. It is more than that. I think it's more of a. Yeah, I don't know. We 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 get deep. We get lank deep with each other. Sometimes we cry. Nick calls it a wet patch. He's not comfortable enough with actually <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So Nick Rabinovitz crying online. So that is something to look. It's a wet I, I, did, I, I cried offline, but I was telling Rob about it. And I, I used the phrase, um, my, um, what do you call those things you have a nap with in the afternoon? The patch, the eye patch. Yeah, yeah. I said I woke up, I, I got up, when I got up, I had a wet my eye patch was was wet, Rob. And uh, he spent the next twenty minutes talking about how I'm incapable of being vulnerable on the podcast, and and that's a real problem. <laughs> no shame. Listen, uh, Nick, that's something that we have in common. I hate being vulnerable, especially in public. And um, you know, I, I know it's, it, uh, it doesn't make me any better or any worse. And maybe I should be that type of a guy to 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 showcase some vulnerability at times. But it's not an easy thing to do, by the way. So, Rob, shame That's on you. That's what for. you tell your wife, don't you? She says, "Come on, Gushwell, just say how you really feel. Just open up to me." Well, that's because we're alone, and then I can open up as much as I like. But when we're in public, I'm like, I love you, and that's, uh, that's, that's, that's as good as it gets. Thank you very much. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide you both through this, guys. You've got to be vulnerable. We're at a time right now where we are, by virtue of the fact of what is happening in the world, everyone is vulnerable. It's okay to have a wet patch. I think you, Gushwell, and you, Nick, right now should cry together <laughs> not a damn chance <laughs> i don't know nick you you can take you can you can go ahead you you can take uh, dibs on this one eh well i'll tell you one thing uh that's not okay is my three-year-old working up working up w- waking up with a wet patch um okay. last week and i i actually felt vulnerable the moment i saw that wet patch at five o'clock in the morning hey. and I had my own wet patch about her wet patch. So it's okay. Whatever your wet patch is, it's all right. Let it it out. Gents, literally we have a minute left. It was such a lovely conversation. But of course, we want to direct people to the actual podcast. Give them an opportunity to give it a listen. How do they get a hold of it? It's called And Now. And Now with a question mark. And Now Mm -hmm. uh, with Robinter and Nick Rabinovitz. And it's on iTunes, YouTube and Spotify. So oh, that is that is so awesome. That our, is so awesome. And our name, and you can watch it. We're going to record our third episode, our fourth episode now after this phone call. 
Oh, that's so awesome, guys. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys that tends to play the YouTube in the background, whether I'm working or I'm uh, cleaning. While you're washing the dishes. Uh, exactly. Podcast. Ex- exactly. And um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Thank you so much to both of you. Uh, it's called And Now with a question mark. I'm really going to look for it immediately after the show. Thanks, gents. Well on you. Thank you. And all the best for the lockdown, okay? Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank so much for having us. No, awesome, and it was a lovely chat, really, guys. It was Rob Van Feeren and Nick uh, Rabinovitz, uh, two of our foremost uh, stand-up comedians. And that's what I love about this is that, uh, you know, in, in this time, uh, a very difficult time, uh, we are able to obviously discuss the adjustments that we have to make to our lives. And uh, here you have two of the funniest men uh, in the country uh, talking about their own vulnerability in this time. Uh, and, I, uh, you know, it's something I can relate to so well, uh, where you look at the situation and you think to yourself, okay, I don't have money coming in because of my situation and a global situation at this point in time. Ten, it's 10 o'clock. Time for your latest Eyewitness News.